everybody and welcome finally beyond the mat almost weekly inside podcast where we're bringing you some news news of news and all the news going around special wrestling i am your host sometimes tm and i'm joined by alex hello howdy the last two weeks have been absolutely crazy due to scheduling i think you had family that came over a couple of weeks ago or No, or some. I know we couldn't do SummerSlam because I had people coming over, and there was just no way it was going to happen. And last week, my daughter. Uh, we've we've been having the house uh, worked on. Yeah, my daughter was sick last week, so there was no way I was getting anywhere near a fucking computer, let alone the goddamn room. So I quarantined myself because I don't want to get sick. So there's a lot to cover this week. Um, how's it been the last few weeks? Um. Well, our uh, oldest, well, not oldest dog. We have two dogs that are the same age. Uh, uh, they're from the last litter, which goes way back to my dog that I had when I was uh, a little kid. But uh, the most recent dog, he's, uh, he's, he's about at the end. Uh, Bull didn't get him, did it? Uh, no, actually. Um, he's been uh, laying on the floor in the same spot for about three days. Uh, he's we he's managed to barely get up and go outside twice now, but he won't eat his normal food and and uh, he'll eat like you know cheese and he'll drink water and but he seems to be having trouble doing anything and he's got like something growing on his legs, some kind of tumor. And he already had a big tumor on his side anyway. So, uh... And there was that We couldn't... I mean, it was inoperable because of the way it was. So, we knew he wasn't going to live. But he lived a pretty long time regardless. I, I just, uh... We're assuming he's not going to live much longer. And, uh... We may have to end up putting him down anyway because, uh... He, he can't do anything right now. Well, that's a shame. Yeah, I, th- I think he's about 16, so he lived a pretty long time for a dog. That's old for a dog. Yeah. Um, other than that, uh, in my, like, I think the only other thing that's happened is, like, uh, games have come out. Like, Deus Ex, the newest one, came out, and I've been playing that. And uh, the new King of Fighters uh, 14, I got that too. Who's in that one? Anyone good, or is it just like a remix of, um... Uh, well, it's got, uh, I want to say, uh, close to at least 45 characters. It has a lot of... Jesus Christ. It has a lot of, uh, it has like, uh, it has... You know who Terry Bogart is, right? Terry, Andy, Mai, Kim, and... Yeah, I know all those crew. Yeah, they're... Uh, all the ones you just said are in. Uh, as well as Geese. And, uh... So I think the last one I played was King of Fighters 02. I think. So it's it's been a while. But yeah, uh... No, it's, pre- it's pretty cool. Uh... I'm not very good at it, because the character I would have played isn't even in it, but, uh... I like it anyway. Got a... interesting game with a good soundtrack, 
And, uh, yeah, um, uh, not much else going on, I guess. I've just had wedding bullshit and people being sick and people being dumb at work. Uh, and that's pretty much it. Pro wrestling has definitely been bonkers the last few weeks. We spoke very briefly on uh, SummerSlam last week, and uh, no one got to hear our opinion, so we're going to do it here on this show, because there's a lot of mixed reviews when it comes to SummerSlam and the NXT show, and we'll get to that in just a bit, but why don't we get into the news last few weeks. The, uh... Uh, more recent story from Ryback? Um, I'm going to let you handle that one because I don't. Um, okay. Back, take us away, Alex. The most recent story on Ryback. Um, well, he said he left because, like, he, he, he has a podcast now. He's called, It's like something with the big guy, I forgot. That's, that's what he's going by now since he doesn't own Ryback. He's just the big guy. But, uh... I guess he's just going to chill on wrestling for a little while and do a podcast and, and then do indie stuff. Are they calling Ye the big guy now? Uh, I don't... I don't... Uh, I don't know. But, uh... Let me, uh... Grab the story. This is... I, I don't need to listen to the podcast. That would be dumb. Uh... Somewhere around here. Um, Your thoughts on Ryback, by the way, while you're looking for that. Because you were a big Ryback supporter, and then he just kind of went bonkers. Uh, well, um, going from what they said, uh, apparently he was lied to a lot, constantly almost, and uh, it started to uh, uh, not go with the, his contract. Like, he was getting a... He got his lawyer because they were, like, in breach of contract with him. And uh, and so eventually he just... Uh, that plus a lot of other things, like not paying for uh, uh, travel and stuff, kind of turned him off. Apparently, um, Ryback was told that... Uh, uh, not only was he going to be the top heel... And get a ch- and get a run with the championship, but he he said that uh, Vince told him you're going to squash that little twerp AJ Styles at WrestleMania, and uh, that well for one that tells you something the way Vince thinks about AJ Styles, but uh, uh, that's what he told Ryback was going to happen, and so Ryback was like, you know I've been lied to so much, but you know what this sounds like a decent deal, and so he was going to sign up with it, and then he. You know, he kept before before he signed on the dotted line. He he checked to see how things were going to go, and of course, you know what happened. He got put on the pre-show with Kalisto, and uh, and then and then he was like, "What the fuck?" Well, you know, I mean, I could still I could still get some heat from this, and then he got put on the pre-show again at Payback or whatever show it was that was right after uh, WrestleMania with. Uh, Kalisto again, he's like, okay, this is this is not working and uh and he said it wasn't about the money because he said they were giving they were going to pay him quite a lot I think he said it was like 1.5 million dollars uh 
uh, a year. And he walked away from that. Yeah, he said he said he he just got sick of being lied to so often, and uh, uh, he said he wanted he wanted to have more control over the Ryback brand. Like he didn't get a chance to grow the character because they wanted him to constantly do this thing. And they said when they put the IC title on him, he didn't even know that was coming. It was just kind of out of nowhere, and he was like, oh. And then they had nothing for him after that. And, of course, he lost it. And uh, uh, He said things were getting heated with Triple H and some of this stuff. And and uh, it was just... they. He, he said it was just all about being lied to too often to the point where he didn't want... He, he just kind of had it. And uh, he said on the subject of whether WWE covers any road expenses for performers. Uh, Ryback said, It's mind-blowing that we're in 2016 and this is still going on. And I think they're 30 years behind everybody else. He says, When you first get on the road, usually out of developmental, they kind of take care of those expenses for the first two, three, or four months. And says, I think it's to ease you into the transition of coming up. But then after that, they don't pay for anything. So, the... Like when you're in developmental or coming out of developmental, they'll uh, they'll pay your way a little bit to help you uh, uh, get started, and then after that, they just uh, it's like, well, you're on your own. So uh, yeah, it was a combination of uh, not allowing him to do what he wanted to do with his character and uh, being lied to constantly. And basically, he just wasn't going anywhere. We watched him. I mean, he had a chance in the beginning. He was pretty fucking over in that first year. I mean, he went against CM Punk for the fucking title. And, well, the and, few years he was over, I think, quite a bit. Um, and then he kind of fell off the radar. Then he came back, and he had a big old push, and then it just kind of stopped. Yeah, he's, the push with the IC title, he said he had no idea what that was about. They just He came back. Uh, from injury, and then they're like, oh, we're going to put the IC title on you. He's like, oh, okay, but they said they didn't really have anything for him, they were just going to put the title on him. And uh, and so he just said they he didn't think they had any kind of faith in him, or and they didn't want to do anything with him, so he's like, you know, I just, I think I'll just, I'll just, uh, and he waited out, I mean, he, he, I mean, uh, they told him to go home, but he, like, I want to say, they, I wouldn't call it an amicable leave, but it wasn't the worst either. He didn't like bury the shit out of WWE. He just said he'd been lied to a bunch, and then said, you know. But he waited out, and, you know, until his contract was up. He didn't like breach anything or do anything like that. He he just uh yeah. And the whole thing about travel—that's uh—that's really kind of bullshit, man. That's. I mean, that's a lot of money you would have to pay if you're not fucking rich. Right. And, uh... I mean, even if you had a million dollars a year, that's that's still a lot of fucking money that you're going to be paying if you're traveling almost every single day, really. I mean... Well, no, okay. You, you would probably travel maybe two or three times a week because they stay in one one place for a couple of shows and uh yeah it's just that's that that kind of cash it's, it's all gonna add up oh of course it's gonna add up. and you know it 
again, I'm kind of on the fence with the whole thing as is because it's very familiar of someone who's going to be having a fight next week, next Saturday, in fact. Um, you know, it just kind of echoes the same flavor. Well, see, I would I would consider it similar if it had something to do with uh, some ridiculous staff infection and apparently never getting the main event at WrestleMania, even though you've gotten everything else in the whole world. I mean, it was like CM Punk reached the top of the mountain. He had he had so much going for him, and he was still not happy, and and said, "Fuck it, I'm going." And then Ryback, he didn't get shit ever. I mean, he got he got he got the typical um, after losing to Punk, and then Punk talking shit about him on the uh, podcast, and then he got uh, he he got buried by John Cena, and then uh, and then he was a heel the next year with Curtis Axel, and lost like every match ever including another one with Punk, and then I think another one with Punk in Hell in a Cell, because I, I, I think he's fought, he fought Punk in Hell in a Cell twice. That's kind of funny, actually. Speaking uh, of uh, CM Punk, since we're on that topic, I don't know how we get on these things. Twitter user Front Row Brian, ha- who has broken very various MMA news stories in the past, noted... CM Punk and Cole seem to be no longer following each other on Twitter. This is apparently due to Cabana making an apparent backstage appearance backstage at WWE Raw. Yeah, I heard about that. Which could apparently hurt. not buddies anymore. Yeah, and which could hurt Punk's defense against Chris Amon filed against Punk and Cabana. Ryan Puss, I am told Punk thinks Cole did something that allegedly hurts his defense against the lawsuit filed by WWE doctors. Yep, got sued by respected MD and cost him a friendship with Colt Cabana. Supposedly, Colt attended a WWE Raw, went backstage, took pics, and Punk went nuts. CC doesn't follow Punk on Twitter. So, I don't know. What's going on? Uh, if, if, if he isn't friends with Colt Cabana anymore, I just got to say, man, Punk, you really are a miserable son of a bitch. Because, I mean, that was like his best friend for, like, God, forever. How does that, how the fuck do you stop being friends with and besides, Colt Cabana seems like a pretty nice dude. He does. He also seems a little trolly, too. So I guess it's a matter of which way you want to, you know, look at it. I have a listener who is pro-punk, and I'm going to try to get him on this show eventually. And um, he has every right, just like everybody else, to be wrong. So um, I'm curious to see what a pro-punker um, feels like versus someone who's anti-punk like you. Um <laughs> No. What in regards to what the Colt Cabana thing? Oh, he's pro punk all the way. Absolutely, one hundred percent. I believe he's pro punk and the whole MMA thing and all that stuff. Well, you know, I mean, while I am soured on punk in a lot of ways, I honestly, I mean, truthfully, if if he want if he wants to do MMA, let him. I mean, there ain't nothing wrong with that. If he wasn't happy with WWE, fine. I mean, I I don't even. I don't even have an issue if he does well. I mean, hell, I hope he does well. I mean, that's 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 fine. I mean, it, it, I do want to see him get punched in the face, but if he if he ends up doing really well there, more power to him. That's great. Well, I mean, it's the whole thing I have, and me and my brother spoke about this a couple weeks ago. I'm still sour on Punk because of the way he left, and 
I know when you're in a job and you just can't take it anymore, you just up and leave. But let's say two examples, Ryback and Cody. They were frustrated, but they didn't just up and leave and just, you know, go fucking batshit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they didn't turn around and badmouth WWE. Cody respectably badmouthed WWE and said, look, I'm Dusty Rhodes' son. I should be given a fucking world title shot. You know, I bust my ass, and, you know, I, I'm not happy where I'm at, so I'm going to go be happy somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, I would say both Ryback and Cody, uh, they had some things, some negative things to say, but they didn't just say, WWE is the worst place in the world, and I don't ever want to fucking work there again. You know, they were, it was more like, you know, they had, they had trouble with their character, where their character was being uh, put, and they got tired of just not going anywhere, so they're like, you know, maybe there's something else for us. And they didn't downright just bury the company and right off the start to say, I'm not burying the company. You buried the company. Um, I think another part that I'm mad at is AJ, too. For someone who's so pro-wrestling, you sure left pretty quick. Yeah, you know, this is the strangest thing. I hate to say it, but I I have kind of soured on AJ as well. Uh, I mean, I don't know when it happened. I mean, I... I don't hate her. I mean, the I still, th- is, I still, th- I still think she was. Hey, you cheer him. That's the sad part. What? If they both came back to the ring, you cheer him, and that's the sad part. Well, if AJ came back, I'd cheer because I would be happy to see her again. If right or if, if Ryback came back, yeah, I'd cheer for Ryback. If uh, if CM Punk came back, I'd have to, I'd have to wait and see what he did before I started cheering him again. AJ showed back up, I'd be like, well, it's about fucking time. <laughs> but, uh, right now, it's like, I mean, I don't hate her, but I don't like her as much as I used to, because she's not doing anything on television anymore. It's kind of, she's just CM Punk's wife. She has, she has nothing. So it's like, so she's not really, she's she's just retired. She's just, except she didn't have that big of a career. I mean, she had a pretty damn good career while she was going there, but it's like, usually when a wrestler retires, it's after, you know, a long time, and it's like, cool, let him go off and retire and do shit, but now it's like, AJ wasn't even 30 years old, and then she retired, and it's like, she just, okay, so now she's just, she just uses Twitter, and she's married to CM Punk. She's not, she's not doing anything for me to give a shit about anymore. She needs to get on the TV and fucking entertain me, or, or just, I don't know, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up, wow. Words from a true fam. Uh, more news. This happened again a couple weeks ago. There's a lot to cover, so we're going to get to it. WWE has suspended Jose Rodriguez de Rio for 30 days, effective tomorrow. That was a long time ago for his first violation of the company's talent. And Paige. And, and yep. uh Eva Marie, <laughs> all on the same day, pretty well, same much. Eva Marie, Paige, and Del Rio all got in trouble for um, the wellness policy. Eva Marie got pinched because she was taking Adderall, the same shit that Roman Reigns is taking. And, I, and I'm just thinking, man, Roman Reigns is just... <laughs> they had a party with Roman. <laughs> they and must- Roman's just dealing out the fucking uppers around there. See, he's not a bad guy, he's not a good guy, but he knows a guy. Uh, but the the sad part is for Del Rio here, and this is a follow-up to it, um, according to his lawyer, 
he he informed WWE through his lawyer that he's opting out of his contract and is done with the company. Dario has been frustrated with the company for a while now because they kept giving him empty promises after he was rehired back last summer. Dario was promised the main event push, but never received it. He last appeared for the company on August 19th's episode of SmackDown, where he faced John Cena. Ironically, that would be his last match when he came back and fought John Cena. Wow. Del Rio is free at the end of September to work anywhere in the United States, and he'll be able to work in Mexico abroad eminently. The real question is, again, Del Rio got pinched, Ibarri got pinched, and I have some words about that cunt in a minute. Paige got pinched. Is Paige going with Del Rio? Because where the fuck has she been? Outside of the suspension, where the fuck has she been? Uh, Fucking Del Rio. That's about all I know about her right now. I hear that Del Rio's going through a nasty divorce, and it's not a happy place in Casa de Del Rio right now. And Paige is somehow tied up in that, and I don't know. Well, she is a a dumbass to begin with. I mean, I don't think she's, like, a bad person, but she's young and stupid. And, uh... I mean, she got a fucking tattoo for Del Rio, for God's sakes, after, like, what, a couple months of dating him? And wasn't he married to begin with? Yeah. So it's like, oh, that's nice. (laughs) Get a tattoo of a married man's name or whatever, and... And then let's go do some drugs together and get ourselves suspended... And then Del Rio has decided to say, fuck this place, and... Yeah, she's just, uh... Not the brightest girl. Uh, no, she's not, and she's very pale, and she's not bright at all. Um, <laughs> I don't know what's going on with that trio. Eva Marie. Okay, so she hurt her leg on SmackDown and couldn't compete. She had wardrobe malfunction, and she couldn't compete. Then, talent wellness... And then, yeah, they actually worked that into the character. I'm like, wow, this is either a great work, or she really sucks that bad. And then I find out that the cunt changes her red hair to black. Oh, did she dye it? She's not going to be all red everything anymore? I heard she dyed it black. I'm all, Jesus Christ. So now, instead of having red lights, she'll have no lights. That's how you watch an Evan Marie match, with the lights fucking off, so no one can fucking see. I gotta, I gotta say, though, so, um... She is a great heat magnet. I will give you that. That's what I was gonna say, she yeah. Heat magnet. Make her a fucking manager, or a valet, and have her get involved like the old school girls used to. It'll work. Put her in the ring, can't watch. Like, I have to leave the room, because I get physically sick. Because I was going to say, every time she does that, the entrance thing, and then doesn't wrestle, it's like, this is fucking genius. Because, <laughs> like, people already fucking can't stand her, and, and they know it, and they're playing into it. And she knows it. She knows she can't act or wrestle, and so it's just, it's fucking perfect. Like, she just doesn't need to wrestle. But yeah, I, like, I would say she could make a great fucking heel. I mean, not because she's like gonna be talking any kind of decent shit, but people just naturally hate the shit out of her because she's awful, so... So, yeah, she should... I think she should definitely stick around as some kind of something. Just maybe not wrestling. Yeah, again, make her... Don't just keep her out of the ring. Just keep her, please, God, out of the ring. That's that's all. 
all I have to say about that. The other thing that happened was Brock Lesnar got in trouble. Um, twice with UFC, and um, WWE went ahead and did the match anyway with Randy Orton, and then decided, well, he's going to be punished. We're going to fine him $500. Then the root of the story came out that part-timers are exempt from the wellness policy. So my question is this. If part-timers are exempt from the wellness policy, what does that make WWE? Does that make them a bunch of fucking hypocrites? Hypocrites about what? Well, if part-timers are exempt from the wellness policy, then how can you say, well, all of our guys are clean? Well, no, they're not, because Brock Lesnar's not clean at all. Well, I guess they don't mean they're part-timers, but I don't know. Half-timers. Barely-timers. Show up and... Yeah. I, I totally believe that, though, because, I mean, look at their part-timers. Aside from Undertaker, they're all pretty, uh, they're all pretty, uh, cut. All pretty beefy dudes. I mean, you got, uh, Triple H, uh, Brock Lesnar, and The Rock. Uh, and they're all fucking enormous. And old. Well, okay, Brock isn't very old, but... He's getting to an age where having a body like that should be a little bit harder to sustain. And then you got Vince, who is ridiculously good shape for somebody who's 70. And Yeah, I could, I could totally believe that. Yeah, so fuck Brock Lesnar. Um, Shawn Michaels moved back to Orlando, and he is now tra- teaching classes at the Performance Center, so that'll be interesting. But we spoke about this a couple weeks ago. There's reportedly heat on Dean Ambrose following his appearance on the Stone Cold Podcast. The heat is apparently due to how negative he was towards WWE creative and being seen as negative towards Vince McMahon and Triple H. It appears that people in WWE are not very happy with what Ambrose said about Brock Lesnar not wanting to do anything at WrestleMania. Well, I don't, what, what the fuck did he say about creative? I don't remember him saying anything about creative. I don't remember anything about that either. But, um... The whole thing about Brock, yeah, Brock's just gonna Brock. I, well, that's the fucking truth. I mean, Brock is gonna Brock. Every, I mean, everything we've ever heard about Brock, even from Brock's own two lips, is like, wait, that doesn't sound right, does it? He has, well, okay, yes, yes, it does. I mean, you have an upper and a bottom lip, so you would, <laughs> so you do have two lips. Uh, just want to make sure it doesn't sound like he has, like, two mouths. That'd be really fucking weird. Anyway, uh, what I was saying was that everybody, including Brock, have said that Brock is in it for the money, and he, right now, he can basically just do suplexes and, and do fine, because the, the crowd eats it up, and he's like, I'm not gonna go out there and get hit with chairs and barbed wire and shit, are you fucking crazy? I mean, and it makes sense. He gets paid a full-time salary, probably more than most people there, and he doesn't have to do jack shit. So, and we know how Brock is, so I totally believe Dean Ambrose when he said that, you know, Brock didn't want to do anything. So, is this a... A scratch on Ambrose, or is this a scratch on Brock? I'm already soured on Brock, so I, I could care less about him at this point. Uh, I will say that the suplex thing has started to get really old, 
but I still think when he shows up, there is a certain aura about him. He has, he's just a, he's a draw, damn it. I mean, it's just, you can't, he can't help, you can't help it. He's just, he's good at getting eyes on him, and when he shows up, you're like, oh fuck, he's gonna kill somebody. And he, and he looks like he's killing people when he gets in the ring. It's just, unfortunately, he doesn't want to, you know, do anything now. He, he's like, he's found something that works, and he's just going to stick to the suplexes. Pretty much. So the only way to beat Brock Lesnar is kick him in the knee that, and hit him in the dick. Um, so, so yeah. The Put finish- Nakamura in there with him. That would be... That would be nice. The finish to Randy Orton's match against Brock Lesnar at Sunday's SummerSlam event had a lot of people talking. It has been confirmed earlier that Orton knew the finish to the match, although it came to light that he may not have been fully aware to the extent of how he would be busted open. Apparently, officials wanted to create an, adi- create an ending that would cause some confusion and blur the lines between scripted entertainment and reality. The overall idea was to make it seem like Lesnar was going against what was scripted. Orton had been preparing in the weeks leading up to SummerSlam for a typical main event until he arrived at the Barclays Center that day. He was informed that he would not be taking part in a normal back-and-forth match, but rather one that made Lesnar look dominant, which made the match kind of suck. Orton was told that Lesnar knew how to graze his head and make it bleed with his elbow, Without burning him, this led to Lesnar really hitting Orton with a number of soft punches, which resulted in Orton needing ten staples to close the wound on top of the head. The idea causing confusion amongst officials actually did lead this to referees stopping the match due to the blood loss and Orton's condition. So, that spot was planned, 100%. But did it? I, I would believe that because I've seen every time Brock has ever thrown those elbows, he's busted somebody open. So, the real question is, did it help the match? No. Did anyone look good in the match? Not really. Did I think it was the only decent part of the match. I mean, if the match had if the match had started that way, and then the match was just a bunch of fucking beating the hell out of each other, that could have been a lot more entertaining than a bunch of suplexes. I think when we get to the SummerSlam review, um, I expected a lot more, and I kind of went, well, it's a good thing I watched NXT. And speaking of that... Why don't we get into, and again, roll back your minds a little bit to NXT Brooklyn TakeOver 2. And if I'm not mistaken, this is the first one you've seen? Ever? The first NXT pay-per-view? No. No? I've seen seen quite a few. Okay, so... This is just one of the few I actually watched live. Oh. Uh, The first match was Austin Aries defeating No Way Jose with... uh, In a submission. It was an okay match. Um, No Way Jose is now playing the role of Adam Rose, where he now has a conga line. Aries gets the win... Here comes uh, Hideo Itami, GTS. Uh, yeah, that was... Uh... Now, I'm not saying that WWE's not bitter at all. Not bitter at all. But I find it funny that they bring Hideo Itami back to hit a GTS on a guy that looks just like the guy that ripped it off of him. 
Was that a message being sent? Honestly, I think it was just uh, Atami doing his signature move. Uh, I mean, it I, it could have been a a dig at Punk, but oh, I, I I didn't think that when I watched it. Oh, I, I I watched it and I kept watching it over and over, and said I wish that was him. Uh, Ember Moon goes up against Billy Kay. Now, it was pretty cool. This was a cool match, but I think this was Billy Kay's coming out party because for three minutes she dominated this fucking match. Ember Moon had a couple of moves, one that I had never seen before, a off the top rope corkscrew stunner. Yeah, that was that was pretty cool. Holy god, Ember Moon is here to stay. Billy Kay main roster soon. Bobby Roode goes up against Andre Almas. Now, I know people are going back and forth on the theme. I'm not a huge fan of the theme, but it's Bobby Roode. I'll let it slide. This was a fun match, and I think you were impressed with Almas. Uh, uh, what's his first name? Uh, Andre. Uh, Andre, yeah. Andre Almas. Because okay. when, you, when, you when you said his last name, it, it wasn't ringing a bell. But yeah, no, I thought he was way better than Bobby Roode. He, he was awesome. Well, he worked his ass off in that match, so... I mean, Bobby Roode had a great entrance, though. I mean, that was that was an amazing entrance, actually. But uh, Andrade, or whatever, uh, he was pretty damn impressive as a uh, wrestler. Then we get to, perhaps, there was a contender for one of the three. So it might just go to this match. The Revival versus Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, for the tag, everybody's saying this was an amazing match. I only saw um, some of it, and I was also doing something else at the time, so I didn't. Uh, my eyes weren't on the TV, so I'd have to rewatch it. For me, this was probably match of the night. Um, this was a fantastic tag match, and it took me all the way back to the 80s when the Brain Busters would fight anybody. Um, th- this was tag- This is what tag team wrestling needs to be, and hopefully the main roster figures that out pretty fucking quick, um, because Jesus Christ. Awesome tag match. I absolutely loved it. Asuka going up against Bailey. Now, anybody who's anybody knew that this was Bailey's last match for NXT. Everybody yeah. knew this. So, it was kind of ruined. Asuka defeats Bailey by kicking her fucking head off twice. Asuka <sighs> and Bailey cries off into the sunset. But really, did, did we expect any less? I mean. No. So. Then we get Shinsuke Nakamura versus... Asuka had a uh, good entrance, too, by the yeah, way. Yeah, she had that cape thing. Yeah, she had that cape thing that was attached to a pole all the way in the back of the the stage there. Yeah, less is more, people. I'm telling you, it's less is more. And the main event, Nakamura versus Samoa Joe. Uh, this wasn't the best match I've seen from either one of these guys, but it was pretty good. It was a really good match. Nakamura, in four months' time, became a champion. Yep. I want you people to understand that. In four fucking months, Nakamura is champion. Well, 
I guess they have plans for him. Overall, I thought the pay-per-view was pretty solid. Considering. I thought it was a good show, and again, less is more when it comes to uh, to NXT. They just, they just do wrestling. That's all they do. That is all they do. Why don't we get into the pay-per-view that followed up, SummerSlam. And I'm sure we're going to have fun with this one. Okay, so we had... Sheamus going up against Cesaro. That was a pre-show match. Uh, Sheamus wins. It's 1-0 in their best of four. The opening contest is Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens defeating Enzo and Kaz. It was an okay tag match. I think for what it was. Uh, yeah. It was, uh... It was pretty good. Yeah. The second match... There were three matches that they promoted... Four matches on this. By the way, uh, Jericho and uh, um, Kevin Owens' interactions after the match were fucking hilarious. Yeah, this is this is Jericho's best run in like ages. Yeah, it's been. A- and Ke- and Kevin Owens, uh, oh. Kevin Owens had has amazing chemistry with with uh, uh, Jericho. So kind of sad for Enzo and Kaz. They're losing their own. Hometown, but you know, whatever. Oh, they'll be fine. Everybody loves them. Yeah. Charlotte versus Sasha Banks. Now, this is where I really watched. I had to watch this match twice. This was very dangerous to watch. This was very, well, someone moved a little too quick. Someone went a little too fast. Someone wasn't able to pull off the maneuver. Sasha almost died twice. And I think Charlotte almost died a couple times herself. Charlotte ends up defeating Sasha Banks to become the women's champion. Now, a lot of people are going, well, what the fuck was the point? Well, Sasha Banks was injured. Well, when did she get injured? Well, I remember a couple weeks ago she fought Dana Brooke. Right before the match, Dana Brooke pushed Sasha and she hit all three ropes going down. I think that was the start of it. And... I don't know what it is, but Sasha's return since injury, I don't think has really been that fantastic. Um, this is the second time she's been injured in one calendar year. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, Sasha was great in NXT. I don't know what's going on in, on the main roster. I have no idea what's going on. Alex, your thoughts? It's those goddamn indie darlings. <laughs> well, she wasn't from the indies, though, as far as I know. So it's got those goddamn NXT darlings, those fucking internet favorites. They just can't wrestle. They all get hurt. Look at fucking Finn Balor. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, we will talk about that one uh, real soon. The Miz... With Maurice defeats Apollo Cruz. Well, okay. It was an alright match, but you know. It did lead to a hell of a promo from Miz. Yes, yes it did, which we found out was not a shoot. It was a worked shoot. Yeah, it was a well I, I think that was obvious from the beginning. I mean I don't I don't think anything is a hundred percent a shoot most of the time. But uh there was definitely some uh 
some shooting in there. Oh, there was a lot of shooting going in, and WWE, you wrote me in the SmackDown, you bastards. Uh, the match of the night, without question, uh, was AJ Styles defeating John Cena. Now, this was fucking amazing. This was goddamn perfect. Well, not perfect, but you know what I mean. This was really damn good. This was a damn good fight, and I don't want to say... There's a couple of things about them, I, I, I hate to do this, that I'm going to nitpick about. People have kicked out of the AA before. People have, you know, they, they've done things when they fought John Cena. Why is it every time somebody else does it, they act like it's the, like the greatest fucking thing ever? Like I think it's because... Um, like, he kicked out of the AA, and so is Ryback. Moving on. Well, yeah, a lot of people have kicked out of just the attitude adjustment, but um, didn't he do the, the super AA, though? The uh, and top a- version? And AJ kicked out, and... Yeah, only one other person has done that, and that was Kevin Owens. Yeah. So, AJ defeats John Cena. Now, clean. Clean as a whistle. Right in the middle of the ring. It was great. And, yeah, John Cena was uh, a little bit sad, I guess. Yeah, so he's going to go have a bowl of ice cream and then come back in a week or two and act like nothing ever happened because John Cena's going to Cena. But it was match of the night from pillar to post, from top to bottom. This match was fucking awesome. Hats off, both of them. The match that annoyed the shit out of me, and I mean this match annoyed the shit out of me, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson versus The New Day with Jon Stewart. Um, Man, they, they did not like Jon Stewart no. that night. They fucking could not stand Jon Stewart. I mean, la- it's funny because last year he got a pretty good reaction. This year he got nothing. <laughs> People could not give a shit less. And when it, whenever he tried to get them into him... People would be like, shut the fuck up, John. Leave. It was just like, wow. I have, I have never seen such an awful reaction for somebody that was pretty famous. Yeah, it was... It was bad. Um, so, uh, here we go. Okay, so... Everyone knows I'm not much of a fan of the New Day because ever since they became social media darlings, they became fan favorites. Um, it's it's the gimmick's done. Stop it. Um, people aren't doing Pokemon Go anymore. Stop. Just fucking stop. Um, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. Not because I have vested interest in the fucking team, but I was spoiled with NXT. I was spoiled with a clean tag match, and then they give me these shenanigans. And they expect me to take the New Day fucking seriously when, for the third fucking pay-per-view in a fucking row, they lose. But they still keep the tag team fucking titles. Yeah, they're like the uh, reverse Bray Wyatt. Yeah, this is fucking ridiculous. Can we please get these fucking titles off of them? Because this is getting stupid now. Because, like, uh, when Bray Wyatt... uh, It's like, when... Whenever Bray Wyatt wins, everybody that that uh, fights him goes on to get just they just ignore it like it was nothing. Hell, they, they may get a title shot the next night. Why Bray Wyatt gets nothing? Meanwhile, New Day doesn't win, but 
they go on to act like it was nothing and everybody loves them and <laughs> they get all the title shots and whatever. It's just yeah, it's, I'm, I'm. They're just uh, they're immune to to losses. The, the the losses do not affect them in the slightest. Yeah, I'm I'm so sick of the. I've got all the respect in the world for all three wrestlers in the ring, but the gimmick, I'm done with it. I'm so fucking done with it because I'm tired of. I'm t- honestly, I'm tired of the shenanigans. I'm I'm fucking tired of the shenanigans because you showed me a fucking awesome tag match in NXT, and I know there's people on the other end going NXT is different. You're right, it is different. It's fucking wrestling. This is a gimmick. They actually built Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson as actual fucking threats, and they treated this like a fucking joke. What is the point of having a legit tag division if you're gonna just throw it the fuck away I was very very disappointed in this fucking match this I was I had to leave the room and then on Raw they're like yeah we defended we were were the longest reigning tag team champions never fucking defended things fuck all three of you Black Lives Matter Um, Dean Ambrose this is Dolph Ziggler this match never got off the ground and I don't know why because yeah, it was really a shame because I was looking forward to that match probably more than any other one. Yeah, Dolph Ziggler had momentum like a freight train, and it didn't translate with Dean Ambrose. It was just... I would honestly say Dean Ambrose was more impressive in that match just because he was actually attempting to do things. Like, he was taunting him, and, and, and he was like... He was trying to tell a story... And it looked like it could have gone somewhere, but then it didn't go anywhere. Yeah, it was a very weird... And I'm not saying Dolph Ziggler sucked or anything. He just never got a chance to do anything. The match was just over. Yeah, it was. the match was over by the five-minute mark. It was just... I, I don't think they were able to actually get anything off the ground. And as soon as he hit the Dirty Deeds, one, two, three, fight's over. That's great for the Dirty Deeds. But this totally fucking destroyed the story they were trying to tell. And shit. I'm sorry, Ziggs, but you tried. The top- and then and then he went berserk on on SmackDown and then AJ beat him. Yeah, so I don't know what they want to do with the Ziggler. He's he's done, man. Yeah, it's I think it's yeah. Natalia, Alexa Bliss, and Nikki returning to action, Bella, to a crowd pop, which makes no fucking sense because she's a fucking heel, because she's sucking John Cena's dick, and yet you were booing John Cena, but you're cheering Nikki Bella, you fans fucking make me fucking sick. Defeat Becky Lynch, Naomi, and Carmella. Okay. Naomi's new entrance, I can dig. Yeah, it's pretty good. But the costume, no. (laughs) Well, she, um... Get rid of that fucking costume, just... Just take it off or something. Just no, no. Well, I mean, I think that costume is kind of what makes the entrance. Well, uh, she did wear a different costume on uh, SmackDown, though. One that did basically the same thing, but wasn't as ridiculous looking. Well, she could wear her wrestling gear under that that costume. Just take it off or something. Just yeah. I'm like, what the fuck am I looking at? So the the heels win, the fans cheer, and I got confused. Got really confused. Uh, here's a match that pulled on my heartstrings because 
First, we get the revelation of the Universal Championship. I can't take it seriously. I can't. They. I, I can't. It's the world title with just red. Yeah, it was. It's, a, get, it's a very ugly belt. I forgave the women's championship because, well, at least it looks like the men's just with a white strap. I can forgive that. But now you're going to have a universal championship, which I wasn't happy with to begin with, because it devalues the fucking championship that Dean Ambrose has. Not that I'm a big Dean Ambrose fan, but it devalues the fucking title. So why should I be even invested, period? And then I'm like, well, maybe it'll be a different looking belt altogether. No, it's the same fucking belt, just with a red strap. It looks like a ketchup bottle. I, okay, whatever. I'll accept it, because red's my favorite color. Finn Balor versus Seth Rollins. The match was awesome. Seth Rollins and that fucking buckle bomb fucking dislocates Finn's shoulder. Finn says, fuck it. Pops his shoulder back in place, continues to kick his ass. Balor wins the championship. 24 hours later, has to vacate the title... Because Seth Rollins hurt him. Uh, there are times in my life where the stars align and I get what I want. But there's always that knife at the other side that has to stab me in the back. I waited for years for this moment to happen, and it happened, and then God took it away from me. So, I'm pissed off. I'm pissed off at Seth Rollins. I'm pissed off at everything. The title looks like shit. Seth Rollins is now public enemy number one. Balor's hurt for six months. Uh, fucking Nikki Bella's back. What the fuck? The real uh, is the real question is, and we spoke about this last week. It, and, and Cena, Sting, and Balor are all main eventers, and Rollins has hurt them and put one of them into retirement. But all three of them said that it wasn't Rollins' fault. So, are we mad at Rollins and maybe we should shut the ride down? Or do we take the three main eventers' side and go, hey, shit happens? You know what I mean? I think these guys um, know exactly what they're getting into with that move. I don't think he's, like, doing anything wrong. I think there's just a risk with that move, and shit happens. And if if they're worried, then he should just stop doing the move. Because, I mean, Seth Rollins has been wrestling for, like, God, I don't know, over ten years. Yeah, it's been a while. And, I mean, of course, he hasn't been WWE that long, but he's been wrestling for a long-ass time. And... Even in WWE, he hasn't injured that many people with all the people he's fought. I mean, he's injured, if you want to say he's injured them, three people. And that's, I mean... But to be fair, he didn't start injuring people until he broke out on his own. And the minute he broke out on his own, he had that whole Twitter thing with his girlfriend and his dick. um, Injuring Cena, paralyzing Sting, hurting Finn, getting himself injured... There's been a lot of bad karma lately on Seth Rollins, so is it just bad karma, or do you think he's getting reckless and they might have to shut the ride down? Uh, no, I don't think he's being reckless. I, I mean, nobody says that about him, 
and it's been... I, I just don't believe that watching him. About it. Balor's like, hey, fucking happened, whatever. I'm like, dude, you dislocated your fucking shoulder. How can you be cool about that? Uh, totally chill, I don't fucking get it. Also, I need to say... Um, well, I guess I don't need to, but uh, I want to say it anyway. Uh, right. I know I know you're a huge fan of Balor. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, I'm not. I know, and it's okay. <laughs> okay. We're still friends. We're not going to get into Civil War. You're wrong, but you're... <laughs> uh, yeah, um... I... I... I honestly, like... Did not care that he was injured. I mean, I, it sucks for him, but I was like... Somebody else gets to be champion now. And thankfully, it ended up being somebody that didn't suck. Like, uh, you know, and we didn't get another... I don't know. There's there's a lot of people that they could have put on the championship on after he was injured that would have sucked. And they put it on Owens, and that was okay. That was good. But, uh... Yeah, we'll get to that. That I mean, I don't... I mean, I hope Finn Balor ends up being fine comes back and everything but he just doesn't do much for me i i love his entrance and i love his paint in fact the paint that he wore at the pay-per-view was fucking awesome that was, that was amazing i was so hyped for this match and then he got hurt and i'm all fucking shit i can't have anything nice and the sucky part was it said finn balor is fucking gonna be world champion and they're coming to arizona the week before my wedding and then he gets fucking injured I said, I can't fucking have anything nice. Yeah. I can't sucks. have anything fucking nice. <laughs> God. But, uh, he will always have that, um, I was the first Universal Champion thing. Well, I think they buried that with somebody else. Oh, yeah, they have, they, uh, yeah, Kevin Owens is now the longest reigning Universal Champion, yeah. so. Well, by default, I mean, <laughs> uh, so you think Seth isn't reckless? It's just shit. No, I I really really doubt that. I mean, it's just if he was so reckless, people would be getting fucked up in every single match all the time, and that doesn't happen. And I mean, you'll notice the the I mean the thing with John Cena that was like a legit accident. Kind of that kind of shit, you know, is going to happen on occasion, when you're using strikes, and, uh, but the buckle bomb, that could, that could potentially be a problem, I mean, I, I thought it was because Sting was old, and that probably played into it, and, uh, part of the other issue with Balor was that the way he landed, he stuck his arm out, instead of taking it on the back like most people do, he tried to, uh, soften the blow by sticking his arm behind him, and that's what caused him to hurt his shoulder, but, yeah, I, I think the, if, if they really think there's an issue, then just make him stop doing the buckle bomb. Yeah, I think they're gonna ban that move, because, I can understand, this is, I can see this is it from a boss's perspective. You broke Cena's nose, we could use that. You ended Sting's career, we can use that, but knock it off. You injured Balor. All right, look, you're breaking all of our fucking toys. Stop. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Everyone they try to push, he keeps hurting. It's like, stop. Stop breaking the toys. <laughs> so that's where I'm at, where 
again, Seth Rollins, great wrestler, great heel, but I think that move is, they're going to get rid of it because it's just, it's too fucking dangerous. And then Finn had wrestled the rest of the fucking match with a dislocated fucking shoulder, broken well, off. Jesus fucking. Well, he he popped it back in, so he was in still hurting. Yeah, no, I'm sh- it, I'm sh- sure it was hurting, but it hurts a hell of a lot less than the shoulder staying dislocated. That's that's why you want to pop it back in is for one, so you can use it, and two, because the pain it's in is uh, intense until it's fixed. But uh, uh, un- unfortunately, by popping it back in, he fucked up some stuff in his shoulder. Because I mean, that's wh- that's why you don't want to do that kind of thing yourself. I mean, I understand what you do, what you have to do, you know, in a situation. But and he d- he couldn't just go have a doctor do it in the middle of a match. But uh, ideally, if you kids, if you ever get your shoulder dislocated, uh, try to. Uh, you know, get a doctor to relocate it for you. Yeah, because you don't want to tear up everything in your shoulder trying to pop it back in. Because that hurts. I've dislocated fingers and toes before, and that hurts. <laughs> it's a fucking shoulder. Uh, so I was happy for a little while. Roman Reigns and Rusev never happened because they just beat the shit out of each other. So, moving on. Brock Lesnar and Randy Orton dick punch each other. End of match. Orton got in two moves, and they were both RKO's. Um, this was the one match that they were hyping and building, and basically, I'm going to just say it right now: Batman vs Superman. They were building it, they were building it, they were building it, and you watched it, and you went, what the fuck did I just watch? And you walked out kind of going, huh. Honestly, I, I, I preferred Batman and Superman to that match. Because I finally saw it. and uh, See what you guys did? You... <laughs> Uh, yeah, that wasn't uh, much of a movie, but compared to that match... Uh, yeah, the knockout was kind of, oh, Fuck! Orton's fucked. Yeah, the end was interesting just because, you know, anytime Lesnar pulls out the elbows, you know somebody's going to get fucking busted open. And then fucking uh, Orton's brain is just busted and just oozing all over the fucking mat. And, yeah, uh... And he looks like he's he's knocked the fuck out. And Lesnar has this look on his face like, oops. <laughs> he's like, he stands back. And I love how they always try to, when somebody gets legit hurt, um, they always try to play it up by having the guy continue to try to attack them, but they kind of have to stand back so the doctor can work. And so occasionally he, he'd be like, okay, I think he's okay. And then he'd go back in and attack him some more, and there's like the doctor's like, "Oh, this should fucking stop him for a second. We gotta get the blood up." Yeah, there's uh, like he's not okay, Brock. He's fine. No, dude, he's 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 bleeding. Um, this was the end, and then of course Shane got hit with the F five, and Shane versus Lesnar at SummerSlam or WrestleMania or something. So, okay, I the match was. <sighs> I think by the fifth suplex, 
is when I got bored. I, I think that's what it was. It was just suplex one, two, three, four, five. Is Orton going to do anything? Six, seven. Those weren't his normal suplexes either. Normally, he throws the fuck out of guys, and he wasn't doing that with Orton. They were. They, he wasn't really releasing him. He was just kind of very lightly doing them. And I, some people said that it looked like Orton was uh, sandbagging him. And it's like I figured Brock was just trying to protect. Uh, Randy's shoulder, because uh, well, possibly, but he had just got back from that shoulder surgery, and I figured he was trying to go easy in those suplexes. But the way I looked at it is, this is Randy fucking Orton. If you have the network for nine ninety nine, which did not work for me, by the way, during fucking SummerSlam, I had to fucking illegally watch it. Fucking network. Um. They built Orton, and if you have the network, you can go back and look at all the bullshit that Orton has done. He's not a clean wrestler. He's not um, some schmuck, you know what I mean, that can just get beat. This is Randy fucking Orton. And they made Orton out to be a bitch in this match. And you mean to tell me the reporters we wanted Brock Lesnar to look, come out strong? He broke the fucking Undertaker's streak. How much fucking stronger do we need to make him? Yeah, I, at, at this point, I have no idea who's going to beat Goldberg. Um, Man, you know... Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I saw Goldberg's interview with um, Xavier Woods. He's actually a really, really cool, nice dude. Outside but, of wrestling, he's the bomb. Inside yeah, of wrestling... He is, a, he is a genuinely really cool guy, but I don't want to see him fight Lesnar and break it and beat him or whatever. I hope he breaks Lesnar's ribs and, like, triples the fucker, because fuck Brock Lesnar. Fuck him. Fuck him. I don't care if he's worth a lot of money. Fuck him. Fuck Paul Heyman, too. That's going to do it for our thoughts of SummerSlam. Let's get into this week's edition of Raw. Now, last week, uh, the recap, quick version of the recap is Finn got hurt, he had to relinquish the title, Seth Rollins comes out and jerks off his dick, and we're going to have tournament for the uh, Universal Championship, we're down to the final four, and that's going to take place tonight. It opens up with Corey Graves in the ring, and it's a fatal four-way main event match for the vacant title, which is now elimination style, which... Okay, I didn't know Fatal 4-Away was elimination style, but sure, whatever. Let's just make up the rules as we go. Uh, They all talk back and forth, and Reigns just kind of sits there and just puts on his mean face because he knows he's getting fucked later that night. Seth Rollins is jerking off. Kevin Owens is smiling. And I think Kaz just kind of sits there and just acts like the favorite because that's what Kaz does. First match of the night is Chris Jericho defeating Neville. An alright match, and then Jericho says Kevin Owens is going to win, because give to Jericho. (laughs) That's what he does. Uh, Bailey was backstage as she ran into the New Day. Dana Brooks showed up to insult Bailey. They they were later on going to have a match. Gallows and Anderson had a skit where they're no longer doctors, they're now nursing home attendants. 
Um, I forget what the the name of the the company is, but it translates to old fart. Fucking hysterical. Uh, Yeah, I gotta say, despite uh, them getting kind of screwed match-wise, their gimmick has been hilarious. Yeah, it's fucking over as shit. Nia Jax defeats somebody, so go Nia Jax. Sami Zayn defeats Jinder Mahal because they had to? Sure. Uh, Bailey comes out with a phallus on her head because she's teamed up with the New Day as Dana Brooke, Carl Anderson, and Luke Gallows. Well, they get beat because the New Day are a bunch of cheating bastards. Now, let me just say this. The New Day came out and the fans cheered. Bailey came out and the roof exploded. At what point do you have to go, wow, a 12-year-old is more over than the New Day? Wow. How's that feel, guys? Maybe if you defend your fucking titles on pay-per-view, and actually fucking, when you lose a match, you know, your titles are in fucking jeopardy. Hmm. Maybe the crowd's starting to get wise. Best of seven series, Sheamus defeats Cesaro. Again. Uh, but Cesaro got backdropped into the ring post. And, fuck. Yeah, apparently that hurt. Apparently, I think now it's 3-0 Sheamus. I think. I, I, I don't remember. Um, this is the, the match of the night here. Uh, America <coughs> in the ring. and oh, I'm going to fight Braun Strowman. <laughs> Nothing. Braun Strowman, uh, come, no, we have to mention Johnny Knockout. Uh, that was the name of the guy. And this, the thing he said when they asked... When they asked him, it's like, dude, why do you want to fight Braun Strowman? And then he just says, in the just the most like um, straight, like dead, like pan way, he just says, because I like big sweaty men. <laughs> and we just like, what? And he fights fucking. Braun Strowman, he got interviewed about that later because it was so fucking hilarious. He's like, what? I like big sweaty men. <laughs> it, was, it was just fucking hysterical. Some of the jobbers that have been uh, going up against Braun have been hilarious. I wonder if that's put into their head or if they're just told to just say what you want because they're going to die. Uh, apparently, uh, the Johnny Knockout guy, that was actually his thing. He came up with that. Okay. Braun Strowman destroys Americo. Uh, moving on. Senator McMahon comes down to the ring and demands that Paul Heyman pay the fine of $500, because, you know... Paul Heyman and Stephanie go back and forth, to which Heyman goes, you know, here's the thing. I apologize for what Brock Lesnar did, but Raw still won. And if you really think about it, is that all that really matters? That Raw won... I mean, that's what we're doing, right? We're, we're competing. Raw versus SmackDown. And we won. So here's your $500. I'll kiss your ass. But Brock Lesnar won. Remember that. To which Devin McMahon said, Eh, whatever, fuck you, I'm out of here. This segment was stupid. Huh, okay. Whatever. So Brock Lesnar is pretty much getting a free pass. Um, sure. 
in the weirdest match that I just can't wrap my head around, Darren Young goes up against Titus O'Neil. Darren Young gets the win because Titus O'Neil does all the fucking work and then beats the shit out of both of them. Is this Darren Young thing working or am I just sour on him? Uh, no, I don't think it's working anymore. It worked at first. I know it's not. Yeah, I... Uh, no. So they're giving this main event like 40 fucking minutes. And they did promo packages for Owens, Rollins, Roman, and Cass. Rollins comes out. Booyé. Kevin Owens comes out. Booyé. Roman comes out. Boo. And one guy chanting yay. Big Cass comes out. And the fucking place goes nuts. This is when I said, you know, it would be something if Big Cass won the title. I know he's not ready for it. I know it would make no fucking sense. But she, I, th- I believe the crowd would have turned on him if he won anyway. I don't think so, to be honest. I really don't. Because if they gave it to Roman Reigns, the fans would have revolted. If they gave it to Seth Rollins, we're back to status quo. That left you with Kevin Owens and Big Cass. Well, we've had heel champions for far too long. Let's give it to someone who's actually fucking over. Cass was eliminated first. But it took a frog splash, Superman punch, and a, a kick to the jaw to take him out. So he went out okay. Then Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins fight on the outside. Here comes Triple H, to which the crowd pop. And Triple H hits Roman Reigns with a pedigree to the fucking floor. I want to know how his knees haven't erupted yet, because that can't feel good. He throws Roman Reigns into the ring. Seth Rollins, one, two, three. Roman Reigns is eliminated. Triple H beats on Kevin Owens, throws him in the ring, goes to Seth Rollins, kicks him in the ribs, hits him with a pedigree. Kevin Owens is like, the fuck? One, two, three. Seth Rollins is gone. Triple H tells Stephanie that he's going to fuck her in the ass later that night, and possibly Mick Foley too. And Kevin Owens is your new Universal Champion. And the crowd, at the very end, ruined it by saying, you deserve it. Um, fuck you, crowd. I, I like that they did that. What was wrong with that? Because they, they do it for everybody now. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess they do that's it for true. Fucking everybody. They did it for Sasha Banks, and it's like, she's only been in the company for a fucking year, and you're saying she deserves it? The, the, I, I, I don't get it. Like, why is everyone that wins the title, you deserve it? Like, how about the people that have been wrestling for ten fucking years and haven't touched the fucking thing yet? So, Kevin Owens is your new Universal Ketchup Champion. I was okay with that. I was happy with that, as a matter of fact, because Kevin Owens is awesome. Would you have been mad if it was Roman? Uh, not really, but, I mean, I wouldn't have preferred it because I know it would have just made things worse for the crowd and for Roman. I mean, I'm trying to think of ways they can make Roman... They can salvage Roman, and that would have not salvaged him in the slightest. If he had won, that would have just been back to square one. Well, I think also giving it to Seth Rollins would have put it back to square one. Well, I didn't think Seth was going to win, though. I was pretty sure... I I was pretty sure Seth wasn't going to win. I believed... 
<sighs> I had a pretty good idea that it would be Owens. I thought for a moment they might go with Cass just to be crazy, but I thought that Cass, for one, isn't um, nearly close to ready enough to have no, he's not that title. I figure Raw, after what happened on SmackDown the week before with The Miz, we're going to go... Okay, we need to do something here to, 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 to kick SmackDown in the ass. Alright, we'll just have Triple H be Triple H and beat up Seth Rollins because Triple H can't anymore at this point. At least Seth can finally turn face now because people have been wanting that ever since he came back. And he can finally get a new finisher. Yeah. Like a suplex or something. Something that's safe. Yeah, maybe he can get the buckle bomb as his finisher. Yeah, so it's going to be Rollins and Triple H at Mania is what you're saying. Uh, I guess, because we're past SummerSlam, so... It'll happen. That's going to do it for Raw. Why don't we get into SmackDown? As long as it takes to get what's rightfully mine. Okay, let me just say this before you go in there. Miss promo was got a lot of people going, oh my god, what the fuck did Miz say? Everything the Miz said was a hundred percent fucking true. And then the internet happened and said, oh, Brian's coming back to wrestling. And then you watch SmackDown and you realize, fuck you, WWE, for leading those internet rumors. Uh, Well, I mean, there is some truth to that, that Brian has never technically been told by his doctors that he has to retire. The retirement was his idea. I mean, he was like, the reason he retired was because he had that lesion on his brain. And he's like, you know, if I want to start a family, I should probably cut back on the wrestling because I could hurt my brain more. But it wasn't like a situation where they said, no, you have to retire. The only people saying he couldn't wrestle were the WWE. If he wanted to go wrestle on the independent scene, he could. I mean, they would let him. Because who the fuck, what fucking independent company would say no to fucking Daniel Bryan? They'd be like, hell yeah, give us Bryan Danielson. Shit, can you imagine all the people that have come here and pay to watch him are you crazy but like it daniel bryan was just like it's probably not a good idea if i keep wrestling but um yeah i mean there's the rumors that wwe thought you know we haven't completely shut the doors on daniel bryan wrestling and you know i mean i guess maybe there could be some truth to that i mean but i don't i don't see him coming back Apparently your cat wants Daniel Bryan to wrestle. Yeah. Let me go let her out. Hello? Yes. Yeah, so... Anyway, on that promo, I heard that... Uh, well, actually, I recall 
Brian saying, yeah, we're probably not going to do much with The Miz now <laughs> between the both of us just because uh, things tend to get heated when those two get together. And uh, I always thought that had more to do with their on-screen characters, but apparently there's they just don't get along that well. <laughs> and, uh... Uh... Brian recently said this. This was not on WWE programming. They asked him about it. He said, "I just uh, they like they asked him if he knew what was what was going to be said." And he said he knew very little. He just knew that Miz was going to be on there. And uh, he said, "I just knew that Miz was going to come up. We were just going to have banter back and forth. But Miz and I have known each other for a long time, and we really know how to get like at each other's nerves, right?" So I brought up the idea that he wrestled like a coward, and he knows I don't like the way he wrestles, right? I just don't like it. It's not my thing. And I called him out on that, and then he called me out on something that is very personal to me. He talked about he talked about when I was dealing with my concussion stuff and I was trying to come back. I would do interviews like that and say, yes, I'm coming back for sure. I'm coming back. And he called me out on that, and I didn't come back. And uh, Brian noted that his wife, Brie Bella, keeps him in check on the idea of quitting WWE and wrestling again on the independent scene. He said that Miz was able to hit a nerve and revealed a, at times he feels like a coward for not quitting and just going for it. Uh, it said Brian joked that he wanted to punch Miz in the face and thought he might be able to get away with it with fans wondering if it was a real punch or a WWE punch. He also believes WWE plans to keep them apart since they are aware of how intense it can get. So yeah, that was a, a very worked or a very uh, I I don't. It was worked, but a pretty hardcore shoot at the same time. I never throw this around often because it never happens. This was a very Arn Anderson real promo. Those of you that know what I'm talking about, Arn Anderson should be credited as one of the best interviewers, promo guys ever. Because everything he came out of his mouth, you fucking believed. Same with Dusty Rose and Flair, but Arn is one of those guys that he cut right to the fucking bone. This promo for like three or four days had me going, did this really happen? Like, was this a legitimate shoot or was this going to happen and they just said, do what you want? Because everything just felt so real. And I said, Miz is an actor. But he never fumbles his lines quite like that. Because I know when I'm angry, I tend to stammer. But damn, was that an intense promo. And I said, fuck, if Miz isn't a world champion by the end of the year, they ain't going to do nothing with them at this point. Yeah, it was the reason it seemed so real to me was because Miz is usually a fucking uh, Johnny Cage asshole Hollywood prick. And he was not that at all here. He was a completely different man in this promo. He was completely serious, totally angry as hell. He was fucking glowing red, and you know his wife wanted to fuck the shit out of him after that. (laughs) I'm sure Maurice was just dripping in her chair. Uh, But yeah, she even stood up for him on Twitter after that. She said, uh, she said, real men, uh, stand their ground, cowards walk away, or whatever, something like that. And then, <laughs> you remember the part about where he said the bingo halls, where he says you should go wrestle in your bingo halls? 
Maurice put up a picture on Twitter of a bingo hall and said it's waiting for you. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. Oh. Yeah, that's that was just a moment of really good real shit. And uh that is why everybody should watch Talking Smack. It has been consistently fucking awesome. Because it's like it's still a work. Like they don't they don't say, yeah, this is all fake. But the stuff they talk about and how they act is very it's much closer to the real people than what you see on the show. Like a heel could come on the sh- like AJ Styles is a fucking asshole on TV right now. You know he's a he's a he's a giant heel. When he came on the show, he wasn't really. He was just kind of like AJ Styles, like hey guys, what's up? And it's like it's just really cool to watch. It's uh, very different, very uh, unscripted. And they mention stuff that they probably that that Daniel Bryan should probably be getting in trouble for. Like he brought up TNA last week, and. Uh, <laughs> and he, he uh, and a little while back, he brought up Brock Lesnar using steroids and all kind. He's just he. Every time he says it, too, Renee Young is like, "Oh shit, we're gonna get in trouble for this." <laughs> the look on her face is always priceless. Now, my question, and I've said this to a lot of wrestling people: Are you now? When you heard the promo, did you agree with the Miz, or did you defend Brian? Um, I think they both had a good point. I mean, Miz isn't exactly the most um, uh, entertaining in-ring guy, but he had a great point in that wrestling safe has kept him from getting injured, and he's, he's, he's still wrestling. I mean, Kane is another guy that's just like that. Kane doesn't wrestle in an incredibly amazing style, and it's why he's never been able to hold a torch to Undertaker in the ring. But Undertaker, look at the condition he's in. I mean, Undertaker is like a broken old man. Kane is in much better shape. And uh, well, I heard Taker's using a walker now. Oh no, no, no! That was um, that was uh, there was a rumor that he was using a cane, like a like a not the cane, but a cane. Like C A N E, yeah, because of a picture of him with a fancy snake one, and the uh, guy that it was it was actually belonged to the fan he was taking the uh, the picture with. He, it was in the guy's shop, and it was this. It, the Undertaker said, "Can I pose with this? It's really cool." And uh, yeah, the fan came out and said, "Oh, sorry to confuse confuse you guys. That's just a prop cane we have at the shop." And uh. There was a more recent picture of him, and uh, did you see the picture of him hanging out with Shane McMahon in, in the bar? Yes, <laughs> that was great. That was more recent. He had his hair dyed, and he was yeah. He apparently wasn't walking with any kind of problems, so he was out there getting drunk with Shane. So, uh, but yeah. Anyway, uh, to back to Miz, it's like there was a point for both sides. Daniel Bryan was an incredibly entertaining wrestler. And it took a huge toll on his body to be that entertaining because he was doing shit that was dangerous. And uh, at least to himself. And now he's not wrestling anymore because of it. And it was kind of a dick thing to say that Miz was wrestling like a coward. and uh, Because he didn't really wrestle like a coward in the match for one. I mean, yeah, sometimes he does the cowardly heel tactic. But uh, 
he beat Apollo Crews pretty clean. I mean, it wasn't like any kind of bullshit happened, and and uh, Miz was just. I, I I mean I love Brian to death, but Miz is the kind of guy that doesn't get credit ever. I mean he the crowd hardly gives him any credit. Uh, for years he got pushed around backstage, and but he's been a solid performer and a, just a solid stage hand for a long time. And so it was cool to see him just go off on a guy and be like, hey, you know, fuck you. It's just because he doesn't. I think he doesn't get respect, and so he he wanted some, and so he went off on Danny Bryan. Danny Bryan had a point. Uh, Miz had a point. I think uh, they should argue more because that was good television. Yes, it was. I mean, uh, it it was uh, it, it was cold to bring up the fact that Bryan can't wrestle, but it's like. You know, it's true. If Brian had wrestled safer, he might still be wrestling. And, uh, but yeah, that was, uh, that was pretty fucking brutal shit from, bo- from both guys. Because Brian was just talking mad shit. And then Miz just lost it, man. <laughs> Turned red as an apple. Oh, yeah. That's why I thought it was an actual. You know, it was an actual shoot because it ju- it just seemed way too fucking real. Well, I mean, it, that's that's the idea of a work shoot. You know, I mean, it was it was they knew they were going to talk shit to each other. They just didn't know how real they were going to get. <laughs> they were just like, let's we'll just shoot off of each other with some with some good material and see where it goes. And it got intense. Those are the best kind of promos. Pretty much. Pretty much. So, uh, SmackDown Live on Tuesday nights now with Mauro Ronaldo, JBL, and David Otunga. Uh, oh, yeah, well, they were in Dallas. That's right. Uh, so, um, yeah, it started out with footage of Talking Smack, which we just covered. Uh, Shane McMahon. Is it, is, he's in the uh, he's in the back talking to Danny Bryan. He's like because uh, they're watching the clip of what happened, and uh, Bryan is uh, watching too. And uh, Shane says to Bryan, uh, "Bryan, I think you owe Miz an apology. Uh, you can't provoke talent like that." Uh, I, I agree with you on your opinion about the Miz, but you can't get in his face. Uh, Brian says, "Well, you know, I find this advice a little bit ironic because you just got in Brock Lesnar's fucking face, and he f fived your ass, and I can't talk a little shit to the Miz." And and then there's some little tension there. I, I don't think it's going anywhere, but. Uh, uh, yeah, McMahon just, or rather, not, uh, Shane is just staring off in the distance after that, and he's like, yeah, that's fucking Brock Lesnar, cocksucker. Uh, I'll kill that motherfucker. I, I'll pull a gun on him. What's he going to do then? <laughs> CF5 a bullet, asshole. <laughs> uh, 
so then they have the opening. Then we have Miz storming down to the ring before the music even hits, and Maurice is trying to keep up. And uh, Miz is like, "Cut the music! Cut the music! Fuck my music!" <laughs> Stands in the ring. Crowds- I, he meant that literally. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the the crowd is fuck my music. <laughs> Crowd is booing the shit out of Miz, uh, which I figured they would have cheered. You know what I mean? If he or he would have got something, you know? I- no, because he wasn't. He wasn't going off on Roman Reigns. He was going off on Daniel Bryan. And you don't go off on Daniel Bryan. You, if, if if he wanted cheers, <laughs> you put Roman Reigns in that same position. But uh, anyway, Miz is like, "Hey, I need everybody's fucking attention, okay?" I'm sick. I'm sick of this shit. You don't fucking boo me, okay? You don't boo me. I'm the Miz, and fuck you. Cause you know what? I don't get any fucking respect. I've been pushed aside week after week after week, and these fucking commissioner and the stupid ass general manager—they don't do shit for me. It took 148 days for me to get their fucking attention for this amazing title. This fucking IC title that means way more than all these stupid-ass little titles. Your little fucking shitty universal title, whatever the fuck that is. Or your awful little uh, new women's title. This fucking kitty shit with your sparkles and whatever. Screw it. This is a title that matters. It's been around forever. It's fucking important. And I've had it for 148 days. And I am never losing it. And, uh... I'm smarter, I'm more talented than all these fucking losers. And you know what? If the general manager doesn't want to fucking apologize to me, uh, screw him. I don't care. Fuck him. Uh, And then Dolph Ziggler uh, comes out for some reason. And uh... Oh, yeah, that was pretty good. Uh... He brought up the thing about the bingo halls again. I forgot. I forgot. I got to mention that uh, Miz before Dolph Ziggler came out, he uh, he said, "You guys think I'm unworthy because I didn't spend the first twelve years of my life wrestling in fucking bingo halls in front of fifty people, and uh, you all think uh, you all think that all these other guys." That end up getting here and end up getting hurt are the fucking best. But what about me? Fuck you, crowd. You don't know shit. Dolph Ziggler's music hits. He comes out. Ziggler says, uh, Look, Miz, you're making a lot of great points. But, you know, you still like to go to movies and red carpets and shit. And that's just not cool. I mean, if you want to be taken as a hardcore dude, you can't keep doing this stupid Hollywood shit. Because we can all see right through it. And, uh... Look, we live great lives. I mean, we're WWE dudes. I mean, so you, you, you just you just want to be famous, Miz. I think that's what it is. You you don't you're not as hardcore as you're saying. You just want to be famous. You just like the red carpet shit. That's that's all it is about you. That's all you want. And then Miz laughs and uh and Ziggler's like, "Look, no one's ever going to believe in you, okay? Uh Danny Bryan called you soft and a coward, and that's because you're a piece of shit." And, uh, you just want to hold your title and be famous. That's all you're into. Uh, 
Miz is like, well, hey, you know what? Opportunities, proving yourself, you know, uh, f- fuck it. Mi- uh, friggin' Dolph Ziggler's like, why don't you put your title on the line? I'll beat your ass. Miz says, go fuck yourself. And he wants to fight him, and then he's kind of walking away, and then and then Dolph Ziggler kind of goads him, and he starts walking back to the ring. Maurice grabs him. He's like, no, no, this isn't your time. Just keep on, hold on to your fucking title. I'm going to grab your testicles if you come with me. Just, we'll go fuck. We'll go fuck, let's go. Uh, Ziggler's like, yeah, that's what I thought, you stupid little cunt. And, uh, and fucking coward. But uh, later on, we find out that Danny Bryan has made in a match official at the Backlash pay-per-view, I believe it's called. Which is coming s- yeah. sometime. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be Intercontinental, uh, Ziggler and Miz, and I don't see Ziggler winning. I... Uh, anyway, uh, tonight we're going to see Dean Ambrose versus Baron Corbin in a non-title match. Uh, it's a fucking shitty opponent for Dean. Uh, Bray is also going to give a sermon for the serpent, which is Randy Orton. Uh, I love Bray to death. I wish, I so wish they would do something with him. I I hope he beats Randy, but he's not going to, man. Randy's going to have to get his fucking win because he's going to look like shit after the whole Brock Lesnar thing. So he's gonna be like, "Well, I gotta beat somebody to look good." So hey, wh- where's that Bray Wyatt guy? All he does is lose. Let's beat him. Fucking cunts! I hate the WWE motherfuckers. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, unless they want to pull the trigger, but I don't think they do because I mean, he's only fucking from an amazing lineage of wrestlers and an amazing talker, an amazing. Well, he's a pretty good wrestler and knows how to fucking tell a story and sell and fuck him. Uh, <laughs> it's bullshit. They have a pre-taped promo. Uh, actually, where am I at on here? Okay, yeah, we have a pre-taped promo. The VOD villains. Simon Gotch says, uh, the value of sweat on an iron worker's brow and crushing cartilage with his bare hands. Uh, the top of the list is truly the SmackDown Team Championships. And uh, so Aiden English is going to fight uh, Zack Ryder. Because, uh, well, it's part of a tag team match, so it's the Hype Brothers versus uh, the Vaudevillains. Um, the Hype Brothers won. Ugh. <laughs> Kurt Hawkins is coming back, by the way. Yeah, and they're giving him Chuck Norris facts for some reason. Yeah, because... Even though this isn't 2006, I don't know why they're doing that. Well, because WWE is like 10 years behind. Yeah, I'm like like fucking 30 years behind. Uh, Garbage. Um, There's a uh, new SmackDown interviewer, I guess. He gets in the ring and... uh, talks to the Hype Brothers, says, uh, you guys are, you know, two victories away from becoming the first ever SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Uh, Ryder says, oh god, I'm trying to think of how to even do Ryder's voice. I've never had done Ryder's voice. 
He's just... He sounds weird, man. Uh... Broski. There we go. Just gotta add that on there. Alright, Broski, look! Look, I'm Zack Ryder! I'm, I'm a fucking Broski, man! And you're a Hoski! And fucking... I used to be John Cena's buddy, and then he buried the shit out of me, and now I don't have a career! But, anyway, the hype train, man! It's, it's, it's left the building, and we ain't looking back! And then Mojo Rawley's like, YOU'RE THE FUCKING HYPE TRAIN! GOD DAMN IT! Ah! STAY HYPED! AJ Styles is walking around telling stagehands backstage that, Yo, I'm the face that runs the place, guys! Yeah, I'm AJ Styles! <laughs> and he runs into Apollo Crews and he's like, Hey, Apollo Creed! And, uh, Crews is like, Uh, you know my name is actually, uh, Apollo Crews. Uh, you know, like, uh, C-R-E-W-S. And, uh, AJ Styles says, of course I know your name's Apollo Creed. Because uh, I'm the face that runs this P-L-A-C-E. Write that down, motherfucker. Then he drops the mic. <laughs> no, he didn't have a mic, well, but he walks uh, off. Queer uh, sexual. Uh, AJ Styles is coming to the ring, and he's wearing John Cena's Never Give Up uh, thing from his arm as a headband. Uh bunch of AJ Styles chants. Uh, Styles says, Yo, Smackdown Live! The Phenomenal One is here! The face that runs the place is here! And the face that beats up John Cena! And the face that beats up John fucking Cena! At SummerSlam, the face will beat Dean Ambrose at Backlash. Yeah! You're gonna see my face in your nightmares, you little fucking Yankee cunt Ambrose! fucking ugly son of a bitch with your weird hair, son of a fucking, put a shirt on, you look like 200 pounds of bird shit. (laughs) (sighs) Apollo Crews music hits. Uh, He comes out, nobody cares. Styles is like, yo, cut his stupid ass music, I don't want to hear that shit. Styles is like, yo, you kidding, man, coming out here? I mean, you know I just kicked John Cena's ass, and you haven't kicked, like, anybody's ass, ever. I mean, Miz just beat your ass. He's a coward. <laughs> uh, are you here to challenge me, buddy, to a spell and Because I whoop your ass, because I know how to spell ass. A, C, 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 uh... You know what, fuck it. I'm going to beat your ass. And, uh, I I want permission to challenge Apollo Crews right now. And so we have AJ versus Apollo Crews. Uh, I think, you you know, uh, oh yeah, (laughs) Crews came after punching AJ Styles a couple times. Uh, Apollo went over to uh, Mauro Ranallo at the desk. And he's like, "Do you see that, Renault? Did you see that? That was a P-U-N-C-H! Punch! And, uh, there was a lot of spelling tonight. Uh, ironically, the, uh, Big Cass and, uh, Enzo Amore are not on this show. They would have had a great time. They'd have been like, dude, look at all this spelling! 
Which is funny that there's a lot of spelling on this show because the people that do all the stats and stuff, they suck. All the what? Whenever you have someone like Del Rio come out, it says, you know, former four-time champion, and they would misspell his name. Or oh, all the words I didn't know that. In or, yeah, it's, it's every week someone fucks up. Yeah, did you see that they actually gave Kane a hometown finally? Yeah, like Kentucky or something. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember exactly where it was, but it was like, he has a hometown now. He's not from, like, Hell or Parts Unknown or Death Valley or, you know, anything like that. Nope, he's just from Connecticut or Kentucky or something. I don't know. They get cute with it and go, hell, Michigan. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, of course, AJ ends up winning that match. I mean, of course. Uh, Then uh, Dean Ambrose can take on Baron Corbin. Still, that's not next, though. Um, First, we have a fucking magic segment in Heath Slater's trailer in West Virginia. Uh, (laughs) Renee Young comes out to see Heath Slater. We'll go get a double wide. Yeah. (laughs) Renee Young comes to see Heath Slater, and Rhino is there for some reason, eating cheese and crackers, and he's making little faces out of cheese on the crackers, little sad faces, and <laughs> this is fucking great, and, uh, and Slater's like, oh, hey, Renee, come right in, goddamn, we got, this is a pretty nice place I got here, ain't it, yeah, you, you you, you want to see my kids? Well, actually, they're in the backyard picking shit. There's, we got about, like, uh, 370 of them out there. Or was it 400? Or was it two? Or was it three? Uh, no, I think it was about 800 kids. You know what? Uh, all of us together could beat Brock Lesnar's ass, though. I guarantee you that many kids could take down a Brock Lesnar. You just throw a bunch of toddlers at him. He ain't going to have five shit. But, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, so this is my wife. Uh, she's a little bit on the heavy side, but she fucks all the same. And uh, look at this this cool ass food she got for you. And she's like, "Hey guys, look at this food. It's like weenies and crackers and cheese. Here it is. You did fucking eat it." And Renee the whole time is like, "I don't want to fucking be here." And <laughs> Rhino is completely silent. He's just eating crackers. And uh. She asks him, so what's it like not being part of the draft? And Slayer's like, well, you know, that's kind of a cunt move, you know? I mean, who the fuck wouldn't pick me? I mean, they picked Bo, stupid asshole Dallas, and, and fucking, what is that asshole's name? Curtis um, Axel. Curtis Axel. Yeah, Curtis, no charisma Axel. Uh, fuck that guy. Uh... It's an oversight, man. I mean, come on. I should be on the show. And I hope he wins, by the way. Uh, You know, not many have stood toe-to-toe with the beast motherfucking incarnate Brock fucking Lesnar. Okay? Look, I stood toe-to-toe with that son of a bitch. And and I knew I was going to get my ass kicked. Everybody knew it. But I was like, man, I got to feed my 347 kids. So you know what? I'm going to fucking, I'm going to have a match with him. But you know what? That didn't happen. I got my ass kicked. But you know what? I need a fucking, I need a goddamn, I need a goddamn contract on SmackDown. (laughs) You know, I could be on Raw, but fuck Raw. Raw is for 
red people. Fuck them. I want to be a blue person. <laughs> blue power. And uh, Renee's like, yeah, okay, well, you know, I really don't want to be here because this is disgusting and awful and this is some hillbilly shit. And uh, Slater's like, but I got to get a double wide, man. You got, I mean, look at this. I, there ain't enough room for 412,643 million kids. <laughs> I'm sorry. Look, I'm sorry. Look, I, I, Dana Bryan kind of looks like Mick Foley. I, it was the beard. I swear. I'm sorry. And Stephanie was just. Well, I don't know why I thought Shane looked like Stephanie. I, I got hit in the head. And Renee's like, uh, why are you teaming with Rhino though? And Rhino's like, look, man, it's not. It's not about me. It's not about me. I see promise in this kid. This kid. He's going to kick some ass. And and you know what? I'm running for... Or maybe he's... Is he actually in the whatever he's in now? He's not still running, is he? I don't know. I I don't know. Anyway, uh, they do more talking at and on uh, Talking Smack afterwards, which is hilarious, by the way, if you didn't see that one. I haven't. Do I... Did I hear crickets? I... Think you did? What the fuck was that? That sounded like <laughs> I have no idea. The, the, the sounded like like a recording. I'm just somebody's backyard. You. <laughs> well, okay. Um, moving on, then. Uh, Bray Wyatt uh, delivers the sermon for the serpent. So Bray Wyatt makes his way to the ring. I'm sure this was fun. Uh, yeah. Um, Bray Wyatt makes his way to the ring. Got all the fireflies. Got the lantern. Wyatt gets in the ring and sits in his rocking chair that was destroyed by the Undertaker uh, like Twice. two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> and and it, they made a big deal about it. Well, actually, you know, Dean Ambrose destroyed the first one. And he was really pissed because that was Abigail's chair. Then Undertaker brought it back from the dead for half a second and then blew it to pieces. And and then there wasn't one. And now all of a sudden he has it again. But whatever, it doesn't matter. Maybe it's a new chair. Maybe he just, you know, has new chairs. He has a, he has he knows a nice chair store. Um So Bray Wyatt is in the ring. Uh, and he says, I don't fear snakes or monsters, man. And you know what? I don't fear anything. But Randy Orton, man, I see fear in his eyes. I see it. Because he is not some kind of God. No, he is just a man. This man that thinks he has venom running through his veins he really has cum running through his veins. Oh. He's a fuck. A real fuck. And you know what? I am Bray Wyatt, man. I am Bray Wyatt. And I never win feuds. Fucking never win them. God damn it, I hate my job. But you know what, Randy Orton? You know what? I'm the eater of worlds and of donuts. And I am going to fuck you up. So fucking Randy Orton comes out and he's like uh yeah so I hear you're Bray Wyatt or some shit and like 
I don't really fucking know or give a shit about you, okay? So, but I'm going to beat your ass because I'm Randy Orton, and you can take that lantern and do whatever the fuck you want with it. So, if you want to fight right here, we can. I'm just letting you know I'm probably going to kick your ass, and you're a fat son of a bitch that never wins. Meanwhile, I just got done with Brock Lesnar. I didn't win, but he was a hell of a lot bigger a deal than you are. I mean, you had, like, what? Fucking nothing at SummerSlam, did you? Yeah, you didn't have shit. You didn't even have a match because you're fucking worthless, man. You're a piece of shit. Oh. So, oh. Bray Wyatt's like, <laughs> Oh, Randy, with your jokes. You're so fucking funny. But you know what, man? You know what, man? You're covered in scars, man. You're covered in fucking scars. Actually, there's... But you know what? I'm the predator. I'm the predator. You're damaged and weak. And and I'm the fucking predator, man. Yeah. And you, you should know what you're getting into. Because the predator, he kills. That's what the predator does. At Backlash, I'm gonna cut the serpent's head off, man. I'm going to hang it on my mantle. Because you're a trophy, Orton. I'm going to paint you gold like gold dust. I'm going to put you on my mantle. You'll be like a little Oscar. Be great. Everybody can be like, hey, look at that dude up there. And then we'll be like, that guy's a a fucking a asshole. Piece of shit. He's going to fucking win. Dickhead Randy Orton. Uh, so Orton. Still not done. He's like, hey, look, man, I've been playing this game for so many years, whatever, you know, Wyatt, Scars, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, I got some Scars when I fought Cactus Jack, but I kicked Cactus Jack's ass. Um, had a Hell in a Cell match with The Undertaker. I RKO'd his ass. Um, Wyatt, you ain't got shit, okay? So just just worry about me and your own stupid asshole, okay? Look, I, I kind of half-ass respect you, but not really because you don't ever win. So, uh, you want me a backlash? Okay, fine, great. We'll we'll have a we'll have a match in backlash. Uh, I'll probably RKO you, and it'll be just one RKO, and you'll not kick out because that's how little we think of you. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, uh, I, and it's not going to be a god kick in your ass. No, it's going to be a man. It's going to be Randy fucking Orton beating your ass. And, uh, yeah, so Wyatt's video thing flashes on the screen before anything can happen, and, and they go to a commercial. Uh, Nikki Bella is on commentary for this next part, and Natalia and Alexa Bliss versus Naomi and Becky Lynch. Uh, this is what I'd like to call a Divas match. Uh, in fact, that's what I would call the... They sh- you know what? They should just bring back the Divas belt for SmackDown, because this is not the women's division on SmackDown. This is not... This is not... This is the fucking Divas division with Becky Lynch. That's what it is. Uh, kind of feels that way, doesn't it? Yes, it does. It's a bunch of it's a bunch of bitches. This, these are not women's wrestlers. These, this is Becky Lynch and some hoes. That's all it is. Uh, not not that they're not. I'm, okay, Naomi's all right. She she's she's kind of cool. I'll give her credit too. Um, and Natalia is can only be half can only be asked half the time. I mean, she's a great wrestler, but then other times she's just there. I don't know what her deal is. Um, she she probably has no stroke and probably doesn't care to 
push herself anywhere backstage. She's probably just says, yeah, I'll do that, whatever. When in, in reality, she's actually a pretty damn good wrestler. She should just be like, hey, let me go out there and wrestle. Let me go out there and wrestle Becky Lynch. No, we got to have these fucking Divas matches. So, uh, yeah, Natalia and Alexa Bliss won. Uh, whatever. Uh, Nikki was on commentary, like I said. And Next up, we have uh, the Headbangers versus Heath Slater and Rhino. Uh, I knew about this a couple weeks ago going in because they mentioned it on Twitter. And uh, the Headbangers, I know a lot of people said they looked like shit. I thought they looked okay for guys that were way the fuck out of shape and probably not... Okay, no, I think they still work on the independents, actually. But... Uh, they the Headbangers, man. I mean... They busted open Heath Slater and Rhino in a three-minute match somehow. I don't know how the fuck you do that. <laughs> but there was blood in a match that nothing happened in, and it was like three minutes long. So... Yeah, okay, whatever. Um, they lost, thanks to... I mean, Heath Slater took some punishment and kept on going. Rhino finished the match, because when he got tagged in, he just gored the shit out of one of them. I don't know which one is which. Uh, they're both bald guys with skirts and face paint. Um, Heath Slater and Rhino win. I hope they win the titles, honestly. I wanted American Alpha to win, but I don't think they need the titles. They're, they're going to stay over. I mean, I think they need them eventually, but... I, dude, I am so behind Heath Slater right now, and now that he's with Rhino, they have this hilarious chemistry. I want them to win, um, just for him to finally get a contract and be a part of SmackDown. Uh, so, next up, they have Dean Ambrose versus Baron Corbin. AJ Styles is on commentary. Um, oh yeah, that's up next, though, this isn't right now. First, they have this guy come in the ring named Gary the Milkman Millman. Oh, God! I don't even know why they did this, because it wasn't for, like, a new person to squash. Kane came out, choke slammed him, and there wasn't even a match, and then they went to the next segment. It was bizarre. I don't know why they did it. It's like, they just wanted Kane to be on the show to choke slam a milkman. It, for no reason. Huh. Oh yeah, and he was in a suit. He um before he wrestled, he was in a full suit, and he's like, you know what? I'm gonna wrestle somebody. Give me anybody. And then he takes off all his clothes, and he's in his tidy whities And Kane just comes out and choke slams him, and leaves the ring. <laughs> and it was just like, okay, okay why? I don't know what the hell's going on, but whatever. Uh, Baron Corbin versus Dean Ambrose. Um. <laughs> I'm looking at these notes. Somebody wrote Charles Robinson, the greatest referee of all time, is the official for this match. I have to agree. I love Charles Robinson. Um, anyway, uh, the the match was whatever. I mean, it, it was Dean. Dean was all right. Baron Corbin was almost all right. Uh, it it wasn't special though. It was just it was just very run of the mill. Um, which is about expected, honestly, because, I mean, it's it's Baron Corbin and Dean only, I don't know. I, it, D, Dean can only do so much anyway, and Baron's not going to get anything super out of him. Uh, 
uh, again, Corbin has something. I just don't know. Yeah, no, I'm not saying it. I'm not talking about his uh, his uh, presence and and character and promos and stuff. I just mean like his wrestling skill isn't exactly. Uh, I mean, I think he's improved a lot, but he's still not anything particularly uh, impressive as far as wrestling goes. Yeah, I do like that thing. I forget what it's called, where um, they run at him, and he grabs them and spins them around. End of Days. Is that End of Days? I thought that was his finisher. I th- oh, that's... The- Wait, they run at him, he grabs him, he spins, and he drops him with, like, a sidewalk slam. Yeah. Yeah, it's the black hole slam. Yeah, and that... Because he always spins them, like, five times, and it's pretty cool looking. Uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. Uh... The finisher itself is cool, too, the end of days. Um, anyway, uh, Baron Corbin actually won this via disqualification uh, because uh, so Styles cool. accidentally hit Corbin with a knee to the face when he was trying to hit uh, Ambrose, I believe. Um, so, go Baron Corbin, I guess. <laughs> I, he has a fucking win over the WWE Champion on accident there. Uh Anyway, uh, Ambrose and AJ have a little fight a little bit there. Um, Ambrose drops AJ on his balls on the top rope, and AJ just stays there till the till the show is over. And uh, Dean Ambrose just goes there and pats him on the head, and he's like, "Yeah, that hurts, doesn't it? Yeah, sucks that you have testicles." Uh, and then, uh, yeah, that was the end of SmackDown, and. Uh, AJ was still selling the testicle shot on Talking Smack. Oh. He, he said he landed on his uh, Jesus zipper. Jesus zipper. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, don't you guys know the Jesus zipper? Like the Jesus seam? Which is supposed to be the little the little line in between the ball sack. <laughs> in fact, they actually got pretty um, detailed on that on Talking Smack. It's like, Renee's like, what the hell's Jesus scene? She's like, is that that little line? He's like, yeah, there's a line in there. And, uh, and then I was like, are we really doing this? <laughs> this, is, this is fucked up. <laughs> so yeah, kids, if you don't know what the Jesus scene is, at, or as AJ calls it, the Jesus zipper, uh, it's, it's supposed to be where Jesus stitched the ball sack together. Or God, rather. That's why it's called the Jesus when, he, when God was creating man and he created the ball sack, he stitched it together right there in the center. And there you have the Jesus zipper. But yeah, that was on Talking Smack afterwards. So, uh, other than that, that's, that's the show for SmackDown. Yeah. Wow. Well, I think that's... Wow. We're, so we're going to end on that, folks. Jesus zipper. Ball sack. That's... That's what we're ending the show on, folks. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and don't forget to send spread the word. Beyond the Net is back. Hopefully, uh, we'll be back next week, and we'll have even more news and reviews. Isn't Backlash next Sunday? Something like that. Yeah, and CM Punk with his ass kicked, I think, next Saturday, too. So, all of us here at Beyond the Mat have an awesome Labor Day, and we will see you next time.